Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. of misinformation seems to get worse each day. Not only QAnon, but also COVID, the 2020 election, January 6th, climate denialism, and so much more. What are the journalists, social media platforms, and society doing about it all? Enter Prism Meta News, a media company on a mission to help you keep eyes on the many fronts of the misinformation conflict. Prism's newsletter, This Week in Misinformation, is a fact-based clearinghouse for all you need to know to stay in the fight. The summary of top stories is an easy five-minute read, or you can dig deep through the hundred-plus links included each week. As far as email signups go, this one is worth it. Put a dent in misinformation culture by getting the free This Week in Misinformation newsletter delivered to your email box. Find Prism Meta News on Twitter or Facebook, or go straight to prismetanews.substack.com to sign up. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Adventures in Hell World. I am Mike Rains, a.k.a. Poker and Politics, and I am joined, as always, by Sarge. I just got ep- off Epstein's jet, and boy, are my arms tired. Waka waka. And the mysterious L. Hello, my beautiful babies. You're listening to Adventures in Hell World. Bye. <laughs> this what are we laser zeppelin at the planetarium you can find the whole seat but you'll need the edge <laughs> because you'll be on mushrooms <laughs> <laughs> so uh this week uh we have news <laughs> basically uh this was one of those things where, like, every day something else just keeps piling on top of the previous pile, and it was just like, man, this is this is going to be uh, this is going to be an adventure. This is going to be a true adventure through Hellworld, as as it were. So yeah. uh, I'm just going to get right to the content warning, and then probably after a very brief bit of small talk, we're going to get into the news bump. Content warning: The Adventures in Hellworld podcast talks in depth about QAnon, which means we have to talk about all kinds of child abuse and violence against people. Listener discretion advised. 
No miners allowed. Yeah. <laughs> what oh, if yeah. I did? What if I just did the whole podcast like this? <laughs> it would definitely be known for that. It'd be like, it'd be like, man, I remember that pod, Remember the time Hellworld did the Gisling Maxwell trial, and L just wouldn't break character the whole way. <laughs> <laughs> did his did his shock jock voice. Oh, if only I had known that was the gimmick he was going to go for this week, because then I could have done the, I could have turned the uh, Zencaster bump board into the full zoo crew of the air, the air horn and all the other things, every other like trope that you have on those crews where every, the rim shot, all of it, all, all the standard reaction noises for everything everyone says. I'm telling you for bonus content, we just need to do hell world zoo crew. (laughs) Nice. <laughs> yeah, we we we, uh, we we review the cue drops, and we just have like just everyone reacting with the stereotypical morning crew. Like, I can't believe he said that. Oh my stars! Just whoa! Now wait a minute. Are you trying to tell me just all just going everywhere on that stuff? It's so. Oh man! So we need an air horn, probably like a, a fart noise or whoopee cushion. Probably, uh, certainly. Slide yeah. whistle. Yep. Yep. Slide, slide whistle. Yeah. Sad trombone. Yep. All, all the hits. Yeah. yeah. We, we, we just need to rip off the, the fake crappy soundboard from uh, Crazy Ira and the douche from, uh, <laughs> uh, from, from Parks and Rec. Uh, yeah. where they, they had that sound clip of some lady just going, Be so horny. <laughs> Nick Kroll the cringiest fucking thing constantly plays such believable assholes that it like I have a hard time separating him from his characters and I like I have this feeling that I don't like him but it's just him constantly playing like crazy Ira and the douche his character from the league his character that he played on Brooklyn Nine Nine just always an asshole, and it's like, man, you're you're too good at being an asshole. That's one thing to be really weird to be like in Hollywood and be typecast as an asshole. They're like, we need an asshole. Call that guy up. And you're like, okay, I'll be an asshole. That's how I pay the bills. So. Be- better to get called up for being uh, just a uh, like a disposable asshole in Hollywood than in the porn community, folks. Now, you see, if we were the zoo, crew, <laughs> if, if we were the zoo crew, the rim shot would have been right there waiting for that. I mean, that would, I mean yeah, it's, it's on your soundboard. Yeah. Right? <laughs> oh God, do yeah. we want to talk about a pedophile's trial? Oh, I think I think we have to. I think that's kind of what we exist for. So let's get into that. From the digital headlines to the digital front lines, it's cues in the news. So. Uh, 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 yeah, I, who had who had her making it alive to trial? Like, oh, yeah, uh, cash that ticket. You, you got like plus one eighty on the on the Gieslane makes it to trial uh, to, uh, prop bet. And I'm going to try to get her name right, which I I'm, I'm sure I'm going to brick a million times because I literally about a half hour before we started this podcast, I saw a wave of people posting on uh, Twitter that it is uh, Gematria, not Gematria. It's a hard G and that all us Philistines that were been, have been talking about negative 48 have been bricking that. So I will uh, try to get my pronunciations better, but I cannot promise anything because I suck at that. Cool. Uh, I want I want all of those people to send me. Well, I want all those people to send Sarge. 
audio clips of them pr- pronouncing uh, the most recent uh, Marvel movie aside from the Eternals. And let's see how many of them get that shit right. Yeah. <laughs> Please don't send me anything. Uh, so I, I send, I, send Hell World Sarge, at Hell World Sarge on Twitter all of your audio clips. I, I do not care. I cannot stress this enough. Not even about the thing I just I was just talking about uh, the mispronunciation of Gematria and Marvel movies, but just you know, just send Sarge audio clips, just talking about life, yeah, just, <laughs> just rambling. Make, make, that, make that Vocaroo count. Like get it, get in there. Just, just <laughs> Sarge's personal mailbag is waiting for your audio clips. Yes, that's that's what I want. That's what I want now. It's just for Sarge. Like what what is going on? Why are people sending me their list for the grocery store? And it's like. Because that's that's what you exist for now. People want you as a sounding board. They I, feel like know- I, made, I made a similar group to this last week when I was just like soliciting people to bombard Sarge with with conspiracy content. Just like you know, just mess- oh, message it- at Hell World Sarge with whatever's conspiracies you want to hear him talk about. Amazon's doing that all for you. We were talking about uh, my because I research and read so many fucking shitty ass conspiracy theory books my amazon like recommended queue is just just fucked just boned like i literally was being recommended i have it up right now in my window skinwalkers at the pentagon an insider's account of the secret government ufo program but like behind the pentagon on this book there's a picture of a wolf and i'm just like what are we talking about what i yeah, Skinwalker Ranch, just all the oh god, so so fucked because of this goddamn podcast. Yeah. Oh god, I guess we have to start talking about Maxwell and the pedophile plane. Or yeah. Yeah. yeah, you can see yeah. how excited so, we are. Oh, oh, immediately diverting away from this, but uh, now we're here. Might be so. because, because like so this is big news, and obviously Q cares about it. But isn't this also like non news? Like I don't remember any fucking bombshells coming out yet. Uh, well, the bombshell that came out, uh, was that, and it wasn't really a bombshell, it was just the kind of thing that drives QAnon up a wall, was one of the witnesses that was called to testify early on was a pilot, and the pilot was asked, uh, hey, name some names that were on planes with Epstein, and the guy was like, uh, Prince Andrew, and QAnon was like, yeah, and then he was like, Bill Clinton, and QAnon was like, yeah, and then he was like, Donald Trump, and QAnon was like, no, fuck you, buddy! Fuck yeah. you! And like, oh man, like, did they lose their shit when the pilot was like, "Oh yeah, Trump was on the planes with Epstein." That happened, and like the right wing damage control and QAnon's like just aggressive, uh, frantic defending of the God Emperor kicked into high gear because they had to defend their orange god at all costs. And but there, there's so many pictures of Trump with Epstein and Epstein and Maxwell just being at high level functions. This isn't it both is and isn't news like he everybody knew that Trump knew him and like is maybe involved with him at some point. Like this is the least surprising thing ever. Yeah, I mean, this is this is not uh, this is not a revelation. This is just a plot hole in the QAnon narrative, and it's also a thing that the people who want Trump to be the nominee and the president elect again in 2024 
don't mm-hmm. want to have to talk about. So they have to make it to be that this pilot's full of shit. It was only, I, I saw someone, I think it was Jack Postebeck, who was like, it was only one short flight from Florida to New York. Oh, you mean across America? Like, I know, I mean, I know going north, south in America isn't as bad as east, west, but that's still, you're flying across America if you're going from Florida to New York. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's, still, it's still like a two and a half or three hour flight, right? I mean, yeah. you, you, you can get a lot of underage HJs or whatever they, the allegations are were happening on that plane in that time. Yeah. And make no mistake, uh, Hell World Podcast is not defending the Clintons or anything. Oh. Hang him high if, like, if Bill Clinton is in any way, uh, like, if they can prove anything, just, l- like, run him onto jail. I have, fuck them both. Like, oh. Oh yeah, I, I I mentioned that on Twitter. It's like so funny that the Luciferian left does gives no fucks about Bill Clinton's involvement with Epstein, but like the Save the Children right is like Trump didn't do anything. What are you talking about? And also, I hate to be the person to bring it up, but just because anyone flew on a plane with a guy, including Donald Trump, does yeah. not mean they were paying for underage sex. Yeah, it cuts both ways. On top yeah. of all the underage sex stuff that I am, like, you know, the, there are enough strong allegations against them. I'm sure that Jeffrey Epstein was getting into some underage sex trafficking. That seems like a dunkaroo. Uh, but, like, on top of that, wasn't he also just, like, a rich white dude? Wouldn't he have frequently just been on, like, planes with people for, like, business and pleasure reasons that might not necessarily have Venn diagram overlapped with his child prostitution ring i mean the more people you rope into that the the more likely it is that you get dimed out at some point so yeah also he was just an operator like him and maxwell were operators they moved in the circles of power for obvious reasons but also they knew people and that means yeah maybe trump just took a ride on their jet like i it is it all comes back to innocent until proven guilty and also, uh, the pilot was further interviewed, and he said, did you see anything happen on the plane? He was like, no. So, uh, Oh, yeah, I bet, like, Epstein's pilot had a real case of horse blinders. Like, yeah. more than any roommate you ever had, he was just like, oh, I am flying this plane. <laughs> Boy, well, also, these- also, historically, the cockpit to a plane is behind a nice big secure door, so... Like, like, I mean, I I don't know. Well, I I guess in movies, a lot of rich people like private planes. It's like sort of open. But I feel like if you're Jeffrey Epstein and you're planning on conducting some like, like, you know, underage sex business on your plane, you're probably going to want one where there's a door to the cockpit. Yeah. 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 So, uh, so they, the big thing that QAnon has been freaking out about was that they now want the quote unquote Epstein flight logs released to the public to try to pill everybody. And these like quote unquote flight logs that they want everyone to see are nonsense that was created on the internet long before Q ever existed. And uh, the the main one that they like to circulate is this absolute hodgepodge of bullshit. Um, and one of uh, a person on Twitter, uh, their their name is Tripwire. Uh, their handle is at uh, Ravi R A V I E seven seven seven. They sent me this uh, this mashup that basically this old 4chan post of like alleged Hollywood pedophiles when you overlay it with Isaac Cappy's uh, declaration of who are the pedophiles that he knows in Hollywood, it's like a perfect match. Like all the names come from one of one or both of those sources. 
And the other thing about this ridiculous list is, as all governmental lists, it's alphabetical by first name and not last name, which makes a lot of sense. And it also aggressively deviates between um, stage name and legal name with different people. Akon gets both stage name and legal name. Um, Katy Perry gets both legal name and stage name. Lady Gaga is only legal name. And John Legend is only stage name. And um, there whoa, are... Whoa, whoa, one... you're telling me his name's not John Legend? I feel like I've been betrayed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wait. Lady Gaga? I'm, I'm like... going to have to go, I'm gonna have to go cry to my friend Travis View. Yes. <laughs> Old Travis, he would never be anything but Travis to us. But uh, yeah, Lady Gaga is literally just uh, Stephanie. Stephanie uh, German. Uh, no, I'm going to get her name wrong, and you're going to yell at me, guys. So I'm not going to even say it. It's a very long last Italian name. But uh, yeah, no, give it, give it the old college try. Uh, I'm, sure, I'm, I'm sure Noah will complain, much like you, our pronunciation of the word Yamatria, <laughs> which I think uh, is how it's supposed to be pronounced, right? According to those people, the uh, no. the G is supposed to be pronounced like a Y. <laughs> yeah, Yamatria. Yeah. Uh, no, uh, Gimenada? I don't know. That's, uh, that was me just absolutely just trying to go for it. As, it's hard G, Mike. It's Gimenada, idiot. Okay, got it. <laughs> but, uh, the other thing is, is that this list is full of, uh, misspellings that, uh, again, come from the ancient lists back in the day. Uh, Steve, Stephen Colbert is spelled with a V instead of a PH and Stephen, uh, M- oh, Eminem. They go government name on Eminem, uh, and he's Marshall Mathers with two T's and Mathers instead of one. So there's a bunch of mistakes that come directly from the internet, and you can find those lists. Um, also, I don't. Do, do you need to have like a like a flight? Like this is a genuine question. Do we know that like if you have like a private plane, do you need to ha- keep a list of who's riding on it or flying I- on it? I th- I don't know that you actually do. I know that Epstein did have flight logs, but I don't know that there's a legal requirement. Like, I, might, I mean, you, you yeah, would obviously you, need to, 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 to clear your air traffic with the people, like, you know, involved, like, air traffic control and, like, the airport and all that shit. But, like, am I, like why would you ever write down the names of the people that you're having on the plane if your point is to, like, it, it's like that scene for The Wire. It's just like, yo, are you taking notes on a criminal conspiracy? <laughs> yeah. I, I, that, that was, there were hand kept notes, but I think that that was kind of part of Epstein's blackmail scheme was that, uh, one, because people, people have said that they knew what he was doing, but they didn't want to rock the boat or anything. So, and also uh, there's the allegation that Epstein had filmed people being with minors as a way to ensnare them further into his plot. So at some point, MC could be like, hey, you were on my plane, so now you gotta kind of listen to what I'm saying here because you're dirty, you're tainted. And, but I don't think there was legally any requirement for this. Okay, you, from quick internet research, you do have to keep a passenger log for a private jet. They're not made public, they're not required to be public. So, well, so, so, so some super sleuth decided to leak it onto 4chan or whatever, where, yeah. where, where, where all the hottest, the hottest news drops happen. Boom. And, and, yeah. and I, I think on, I, I think, uh, one of the, oh yeah. One of the people on this list is Chrissy Teigen. Cause they hate her. And at this time she would have, she would not have been one of the perpetrators. She would have been so young at this point. She would have been one of the victims if she had been on the plane. 
It's like so ridiculous. The people that just threw on this thing. Uh, oh, the, the Barack Obama is on the plane, which uh, is obviously incredibly true. And is, is, uh, is Donald Trump on that list? No, he's not. It's so well, weird. C- conspicuously absent g- guy who is known through a series of highly profile photos and videos of interacting with this dude, not on his plane ever. Oh, sure and and they also forgot the C in Barack Obama. He's Barack Obama on the uh, on the Epstein flight log, a totally official QAnon list. Yeah, uh, yeah. This seems like when you get a scam email and there's stuff that's misspelled, so they can weed out the people that are actually smart. Like, oh yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, like they put these misspellings in here to just test your bullshit detector to just see if you're if you're you catch on to the fact that they're like just feeding you bullshit. So the Maxwell trial has started. Do we know what she's actually charged with? Surely we know, but do uh, do you have? Oh yeah, she's she's uh, she has four accusers, and she's be- and she's being charged with uh, the sexual abuse of those people, of those accusers. Uh, she is also going to be tried in a, di- in a separate court case for perjury in other court cases that she had testified in. And that's like, and, and because this is literally just about her and just about these cases, that's why QAnon was freaking off, freaking out about this for like one day. And then the whole Trump on the plane thing came out and they had to freak out and start spinning, uh, spinning the defense. And I actually saw a bunch of people talking about how uh, this whole trial is a ship that Maxwell's cut some secret deal to not implicate any of her uh, clients like the Clintons or anybody else and all this kind of stuff. When like, she was never going to implicate anybody in this trial. Like that's what you do when you're a witness and you're cooperating and you're trying to get a lighter sentence. This public trial, uh, everyone who has talked about what's going to happen, they've all said it's just going to be a he said, she said, where the accusers say that Maxwell set them up, that they assault, that they were assaulted by Epstein after Maxwell groomed them, that they that she was the one that led them into this life, that led to the Epstein abusing them, that Maxwell herself may have abused them, and. Her lawyers are going to say, hey, they were into it. They all consented to it. Now they're just out to make a buck. And so it's just going to be your standard like sleazy rape trial is all it's going to be where the victims give their testimony and then the defense attorney is like, yeah, but you consented really, didn't you? I mean, whatever. So that that's all this gonna, is going to be. So QAnon's not going to get their dopamine hit from any of the testimony in this thing because it's just going to be ugly, horrible, sad stuff where these people are on the stand uh, breaking down, testifying to their abuse, and then being just uh, like just a- a- attacked by a cross-examination that's, that's basically going to be, you're lying about all this shit, aren't you? Just admit it. Admit you're bullshitting. Yeah, this is it's all going to be gross. I'm glad Qunan's having fun. I I mean, god, it's such a nightmare. Every time I think something new, every time I thought something had come up that would nail Trump into a coffin, it didn't. And now it's just like he has so many pictures just tying him with Epstein and it just it really doesn't seem like it's going to matter. Oh, don't worry. He's he's also he's also got like a dozen photos of himself being uh be, being palling around with uh, Maxwell. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, and, if, and- if if you thought he wasn't also palling around with Maxwell, then I'm here to I'm here to dissuade you of that notion. 
Oh yeah, they they were they were Trumps too. He he when he was president, he said he wished her well at the trial. He was like, "Hey, we'll see what happens to her. I wish her well. I hope hope things shake out good for her." And QAnon was all like, "Oh, he has to say that because he's the president. You he doesn't want to take the jury pool with his comments or anything, as if Trump had ever stayed his tongue in any other situation ever while president." Uh, also, like, I, I guess she took some sort of weird. Some sort of like professional model model photo shoot, like an uh, American flag bikini or whatever, for some publication. I don't know, man. <laughs> Recently or just like years ago? I don't know. Like, like I was just like I was looking up. Uh, I just just for a lark, I was looking up all the times that Trump had been photographed with Epstein or uh, Maxwell, and it like you know. It, it came up. It's just. It, it's just been like it was just like. Oh, do you want to see like Ghislaine Maxwell or however you pronounce her name? Like bikini shoot and i was just like why is it auto filling this or whatever <laughs> I, cl- <laughs> I clicked on it because i just thought she was some random socialite i didn't know that she was like a model or whatever or you know but w- like i was just Had like been. what yeah. was she a model and then so i clicked on it and i was just like this is weird i don't know anything about this woman aside from the fact that apparently she helped traffic minors for powerful men across the world and maybe women who knows yeah. yeah. Anyway, this is a bummer. Let's talk about something yeah. else that is also a bummer. Yeah. Well, uh, the one, the one last thing I was going to say about nope. this is that the, the first thirty minutes is on Maxwell. Lock it in. <laughs> no, 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 no. This is done very quickly. It's just that QAnon had said this was the center of their universe. Like the start of the trial happened, and then Marilyn Manson's house got broken into uh, in an inve- in an investigation into his sexual assault. Jack Dorsey resigned from Twitter. All this, like. Oh yeah, it's all connected. They literally think the entire world was waiting for this trial to start, and now the Patriots are making their move to take back humanity from the deep state. And it's like, doesn't that give the cabal like a massive heads up? Didn't they say her trial was going to start on this date like five months ago? If I was like big cabal hotshot, wouldn't I have like flown to a country that doesn't have extradition back to America and just waited this week out in that country for the trial? Because this is when I know the Patriots are going to strike. Because they they operate their entire system of justice around a movie where the third act is just a climactic scene where everyone gets arrested at the same time. It's just it's just such a, it's such a yeah. childish way to view the world. No, it's, it's so the it's it's the pounding on the corkboard like the it's all connected and it's not like no. Marilyn Manson's been suspected uh, and like charged with sexual assault for years now. And I guess they're just finally getting around to it. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. a nightmare. Yeah. Uh, what awful thing do we want to talk about next, Al? Uh, well, I mean, I'm, I'm sort of confused as to why we didn't like didn't lead off with the most recent Grifter Wars saga. Like, we we, we, yeah. just, like, we 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 dove we dove into the the murkiest of waters, where it's just like like at the top of the show. Underage sex trafficking. Let's go. And I was just like, all right, I'm in for this ride, I suppose. Yeah. And uh, now we're almost 30 minutes into recording, and it's just like, we should probably talk about one of our dozen other headlines for the week. <laughs> yeah. Give me, uh, give me Grifter Wars or Positive 48. Positive 48. God damn it. <laughs> uh, well, we're doing Grifter Wars. Grifter Wars. Grifter Wars is more fun. So <laughs> yeah, I'm reading, our, I'm reading to the listeners. I'm reading our show notes, and L yeah. usually uh, juices them up. And so uh, I am like, reading so much teleprompter and I read whatever you put in front of me. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Grifter Wars with a Q. Yeah. So, uh, 
the Linwood versus Michael Flynn versus everybody saga uh, took a crazy turn because uh, Linwood has decided that he's going to reveal to everybody that he's been taping a lot of the phone conversations he's been having with the other grifters. <laughs> and um, love it. Yeah. So he uh, recorded a conversation with Patrick Byrne, the Overstock guy, where. Uh, Byrne made all these comments about how uh, Sidney Powell uh, accused him of uh, poisoning her and date raping her, and he didn't know where that was coming from. And and, and he, basically, Lynn is just trying to like just stoke as much drama and as much controversy out of everybody that he can because he's still really upset about the fact that Kyle Rittenhouse called him a bad person. I just love that like this whole thing broke down because Tuck Tuck and Kyle Rittenhouse had a conversation and Kyle was like, yeah, Lynn Wood sucks. He's a bad person. I don't like him. And that was it. That was the straw that broke the camel's back in Lynn's little world. And so uh, Lynn, having gone after everybody, then decided to train his fire on uh, basically the second most important and beautiful person in, in the QAnon universe, and that's Michael Flynn. And he started talking because they've had an argument over what candidate should be endorsed in the Georgia governor race. Cause uh, Flynn kind of wants the, like, the crazy alternative to Kemp and Lynn Wood wants the super crazy alternative to Kemp. And they've been fighting over that. And then when Lynn, then when Flynn didn't rally to defend Lynn Wood from Rittenhouse, that got Lynn all upset. And apparently they had a phone call and they had a heart to heart. And uh, this is the clip that's been circling around, circulating around the internet because in this clip, uh, Flynn is just like, QAnon? I don't know what the fuck that shit is, which goes contrary to Flynn's entire massive grifting scheme yeah. with QAnon. So here, let's, let's listen to these two, these two cats chatting. So the, the QAnon movement really is a movement that spent, spun out of your digital soldiers. I'm tired of these QAnon people attacking maybe, me. Maybe, I don't know that. Yeah, but you know, know some of them. I think it's a disinformation campaign. I think it's a disinformation campaign that the CIA created. That's what I believe now. I, you know, I don't know that for a fact, but that's what I think it is. I think it's a, I think it's a disinformation campaign. It's actually a very, very interesting article today out that was sent to me. Uh, I'll, I'll send it to you uh, about how the QAnon movement has failed and all, all that. But I... I, I find it, a t you know, total nonsense, and and I think it's a disinformation campaign created by the by the left, and the and the types of people that can create something like that are the kinds of people that we train for certain, you know, with certain skills in the CIA. And, yeah, and uh, I'm aware that the so CIA I, does it. I wouldn't be surprised if that's what it was. Yeah, I'm aware the CIA does programs where they'll give you 75% of the truth and then wrap it in a package that makes you look crazy to demean the truth right. they gave you. And I've always assumed that Q, as it originally started, may have been a white hat operation that got, in effect, kidnapped by the black hats. Or is either a black hat or a white hat. I don't know. I don't care. What Q stood for yeah, initially, I've really always care. believed. Yeah. I've always believed, one, there were Q drops. I never really understood them, didn't look at them. But I understood what Q stood yeah, for. Yeah. And one of the things that, that I yeah. feel like I'm trying to do here for myself in terms of my faith, I believe the only issue that's before this country right now that's of primary importance is to investigate the communist effort to steal our presidency. Wow. That's, I, yeah. 
I love there was there was that. a lot there, which isn't surprising because the clip was a thousand hours long. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, holy shit, that is uh, a lot to digest. Okay, um, who's speaking the more clear one? Which one's that? Uh, the first guy talking is Lynn Wood, and the second guy talking was General Flynn. The guy that said that, the, yeah, the, 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 guy guy that was ta- the guy that was talking about like the CIA protocols for people that quote unquote we trained is Michael Flynn, and the guy who sounds like an old timey Southern lawyer is unsurprisingly old timey Southern lawyer uh, Lynn Lynn Manuel Miranda. Yes. <laughs> oh no, no, not him! I can't lose Lynn. So my favorite thing about that, that I, I, everyone's been talking about the shit that Flynn was saying about QAnon being bullshit. But my favorite thing is the end of that when uh, Lynn Wood is just like, I've heard there are Q drops. I've never read them. I don't know nothing about nothing. I just love the fact that he was just like, I just got into QAnon because it was making me a buck. I don't know shit about shit. Yeah, that's... That's quite damning. That has to that had to break some dumb Q hearts. Yeah, just Lynn Wood being like, Did I've it? never read a Q these, drop. These, no. these, pe- these people don't give a fuck. They, <laughs> they they literally give no fucks about like they prop somebody up and then until somebody else they've propped up decides to knock that person down, everything is Gucci with them, regardless of their actual behavior. Like remember that time yeah. when they were talking about the the, yeah. the, the China bioweapon? The the Tricom bioweapon, it was happening. And then Donald Trump was just like, yo, that vaccine is sick. You should take it. And they were just like, boo, boo. And then the next day they were just like, man, we love Trump. Can't get enough of it. Yeah, we, we love. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that, that's my that's my favorite thing is when QAnon is like, we're not a cult. We won't listen to Trump on vaccines. And it's like, do you still want to be president? Yes. So you want the guy that's telling you to take a vaccine that will kill you to be president. They're like, yeah. And I'm like. So you're not in a cult? Like, if I thought someone was running for president on a platform of I will kill you, I wouldn't vote for them. That That's just me and my non-cult mindset. Is Shut that up. I- that don't matter. Nothing matters. Hush up, little girl. Lots of lots of cats have that name. Uh, and, and also, <laughs> like, for, for, for what it's worth, I mean, it, it's something that gets sort of, like, swept under the rug, I guess, like, a, a lot. But, like, COVID happened under Trump's watch. His ass was still in the seat when it dropped. Like, he was the president when COVID debuted its hot new single, COVID-19. And then he passed that horrible buck off to Sleepy Joe. And, like, then had to come out and just be like, hey, vaccines are great. You should take this vaccine because if enough of you die, Republicans can't win elections anymore. So you need to take this vaccine. Yeah, that that is the numbers are really showing red counties are just they're just dying. <laughs> That's what's happening. Yeah. I have no opinion on this because I take a Salautinol. That is. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm medicated up to the eyes on my sellout meds. So I have no opinion about the people <laughs> dying. Salautinol. Yeah. Quote, quote, tragically, unquote, from COVID. Yeah. Like, uh, like, like, like that religious pastor guy who had his radio networks talking about how the vaccine was a tool for the devil. Well, you, the COVID-19, your tool of God, has brought you to his warm embrace. So congrats. Yes. You, you really did it, fam. You, you, you took God's free ticket to heaven. Yep. I'm excited for you, bud. It's everything you, you ever wanted. God's <laughs> free ticket to heaven. So uh, as briefly as possible, take us through the grifters and the, the – this is uh, Disney, Marvel's Civil War, Grifter Wars – Two, three, I don't know how many Grifter Wars there have been. 
t- who's who's the Captain America and who's the Iron Man of the Grifter Wars? So, well, the Captain America and the Iron Man are Lynn Wood and Michael Flynn. Basically, okay. all the QAnon people have divided themselves into th- they've divided themselves into three camps. Camp one is Team Lynn, Camp two is Team Flynn, and Camp three is this is all just fake. It's all an illusion. They all, all mommy and mommy and daddy truly still love each other, and they're not going to get a divorce, and we're all going to live in one house and be together. Camp Camp three is the kid who goes in his room and turns up the radio. So he doesn't have to hear uh, mom and dad fighting? Okay. Yes, yes. Because uh, there are people that are saying, look, uh, the only thing that makes sense is that Trump is still the president and all the people that are telling us that are working together. They can't be fighting. This fighting doesn't make sense. And like they're wrong because these people are grifters and they're just all out to make a buck and build their brands. And if they have to step on each other, they're going to do so. So like the, the, the team Lynn people are like QAnon John and um, Savage Dog and um, the, the, the people that are not basic. The, the, it's really weird because QAnon John wants to have everybody go to his conferences because he just wants to sell tickets and make money because he's just in this for a scam. So he 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 wants like the quote unquote serious QAnon people like praying medic and Jordan Sather and all those guys. He wants everyone to be one big happy family, but Sather and uh, IET and the the people that are in what's the group is called We the Media. They now hate Lynn even more than they've ever hated him before, and now they're one hundred percent behind Michael Flynn, even though Michael Flynn is on tape saying QAnon is a CIA disinformation campaign and it's bullshit. And I don't believe in it. It's nonsense. I mean, the fact that Flynn just shit all over their movement and they have to pretend he didn't is so funny. They're like, I'm backing my dog in the race and my dog (laughs) fucking hates me and has literally spit in my eye. But because Linwood is a weirdo who we can't wrangle and control, and we know Michael Flynn is in it for the money. Like, he signs books with the WWG1, WWGA when, when people go up to him. So they know that Flynn's a team player. They know Flynn's in on the scam. And the only reason why he said that shit was because he didn't know he was being recorded saying that shit. He would never publicly... He would never or maybe maybe the only reason he's signing books like that is because he loves White Squall. This is true. This is true. Yeah. And if um, you want to yeah. hear our opinions about White Squall, you can go to <laughs> patreon.com slash poker politics. Oh, man. Carefully, you don't hurt yourself on that sick-ass ad pivot. <laughs> oh, man. So I'm not, that, 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 that's the, the, the niche I've carved for myself in this podcast is I'm I'm the, the, the funny liberal guy that is constantly just trying to sell out. Please give me your money. I'm tired of being poor. <laughs> we want to do this full time i'm liberal well, enough to hate billionaires until the moment i become one and then i want my tax break please yeah <laughs> yeah y- 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 you you want to be the okay boomer bernie girl who like was like showing off her million dollar uh apartment that she got from all the guys that like just bought into her thirst trap and just gave her money yeah i mean that's that's the dream i mean that's, that's my goal but um, man i can't I'm, wait for I, like it, it, it i was about to say i can't wait but it's got like i'm gonna be dead by then so i guess it sucks that by the time my doughy body shape comes around to being the it thing where i could just post on insta and get a million dollar apartment i'll be lo- I, like it sucks that i'll be long dead by then so i support the fat 
doughy white men of the future that just get to post thirst traps of their giant massive bellies for a hell of dough. Live on, on my fat brothers. Yeah, yes. I salute you. For, for, yeah. As as your forefather for the past, if you're listening to this recording, I salute you. Get that money. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I hope to someday be famous enough to be canceled for something I said 10 years ago. Uh, that's that's my goal. That's where oh. I want to be. I, I I'm I'm pulling for you, Sarge. I'm 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 hoping you can live that dream. So, yeah. So all of the the funniest thing is like all the major grifters actually now openly hate each other. Uh, they they had a running uh series of arguments over whose sham audit was more shammy and more scammy. And the funny thing about this is is that like literally everybody had a sham audit and had a sham um they, they everyone had a grift that they were working at some point during the Arizona audits there were like four different competing scam audits that uh Byrne, Linwood, uh Flynn and Sidney Powell all had operating uh like opposite of each other and now Sidney Powell's uh audit scam is under federal investigation so that's how Did, that's didn't how, I read on Twitter that Powell got roped into this because somebody was just like, Oh yeah, she's totally thirsty for me. She wants my bone. <laughs> yeah, I think that was that's burn that was Burn. That was Burn talking about how Excuse she, me? Yeah, like he was talking about how she was like hitting him up and coming on to him and when he rebuked her advances and like she claimed that he had drugged her and date raped her. So uh, it, it seems like uh, the, a lot of the scuttlebutt from the, from the dudes in these Lynn Wood tapes is that Sidney Powell is like a party is, uh, is a party girl. She's out here to just like have a good time. Like everybody else is in the Q and on to make a buck. She's here to like meet dudes and, <laughs> And like that's like super weird um, that this is what the, they're talking about in the in the QAnon locker room, as it were. Okay, man, this is. <laughs> I mean, but, but have you seen Sidney Powell? Like, wouldn't any man melt in front of her Oof. charms? Oh. Yeah, uh, I think I think my my favorite part about this uh, this installment of Grifter Wars is that it is merely one front in what has been a wild week of crazy infighting just across the spectrum. Uh, because in like, so in the, in the, on the one hand we have this like Linwood burn, Sidney Powell fucking horseshit. Uh, and then on like another front, we have Marjorie Taylor green scrapping it out with this, uh, Senator Mace. Is that her last name? Maisie? But yeah, rep- yeah. Nancy Mace is a representative and like, that's like actual, like, people in elected office deciding that it's time to like get at each other. And they have had this public spat and uh, Marjorie claims, I don't know how accurate this is, but she claims that Trump is also okay with Mace having a primary challenger come after her. But Marjorie's like all in on, I want someone to primary Nancy Mace. I don't like her. I want her out of the house. Now somebody primary her and get rid of her. And uh, Mace's response, uh, talking about uh, Mary Marjorie Taylor Greene, was to say, "quote Bless her fucking heart." So uh, they're oh, wow. Getting- As someone who lived in Texas, that's uh, it's pretty fucking savage. 
Yeah. So they're they're getting at each other to the point where uh, GOP minority leader uh, Kevin McCarthy uh, tried to rein them in, and Marjorie basically just walked out of the meeting. Was like, "Nope, you're not the boss of me. You can't control me. I'm going to do whatever I want. I don't care." And there has actually been uh, like our media, which lives only to uh, have a timer to drop the article that that reads headline: "Democrats in disarray." our media has slowly stirred to life to say there are some Republicans out there who are getting a little worried that this whole QAnon versus generic Republican grifter infighting could jeopardize their uh, 2022 efforts to reclaim the House. Fucking right on, brother. Succulent. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's not how you say it. Say it right. But But, uh, the thing that's so awesome about this is that I've been talking about this for forever, that you're going to have Republican primaries where you're going to have the frothing QAnon maniac running against the boring Republican establishment grifter. And when the QAnon maniac loses, they're not going to admit that they lost. They're going to say that the Republican won due to Dominion and vote rigging and ballot stuffing and George Soros. Uh, shipped in the ballots from the boats that sailed from North Korea to Maine and all that kind of stuff. And it's yeah, you, one- you've talked about it on this show. We, really? We've talked about it with MTG and how she she is the prototype for this move. Right. And how are they going to deal with it in the future? They have to recognize these these wild dogs that are like setting upon the party. Right. Like Alan West and uh, Vernon in Georgia. These guys are running... QAnon campaigns, and there—I mean, Alan West is going to lose. I think Greg Abbott's pretty safe in that primary. But let's say that Alan West gets like fifteen, twenty percent of the vote, and then when it's over, he's like, "Abbott didn't beat me. That's bullshit. This thing was rigged." Are the people that voted for West in the primary going to turn out for Abbott in the general? I mean, they hate Beto O'Rourke, so they might out of just like sheer uh, vote, vote for the lesser kind of, of evil strategic voting, but. There could be a bunch of them that are like, nope, fuck it. My boy Alan West got jobbed by by Abbott, who stole the election from him with ballot fraud. So no, I ain't voting in the general election. You guys can go to hell. And as well they should. As I've always said to my Republican friends that are listening to this podcast, all <laughs> votes are rigged and you shouldn't participate in them. Oh, yeah. Just stay at home. Let your voice be known on Twitter. Twitter is the laboratory of democracy, and that's where your voice actually will reach out to the world. The ballot box, stay away from that. It's rigged. It's bad. You're just you're just giving the, you're just giving the deep state the the veneer of legitimacy by showing up and wasting your time casting that ballot that obviously won't count. So yeah, don't 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 vote. That 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 is the Adventures in Hell World official stance to Republicans who believe in QAnon. Don't vote because it's rigged. Just Don't speaking of speaking of the 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 veneer of uh, I can't even remember what you said because J- Mike Mike Reyes has got this cool thing about it where right when you think that he's done talking there's more talking and sometimes it's hard to get in there with like your cool segues uh, so uh, let's just say uh, speaking of bullshit let's uh, get on our own bullshit and admit that you know just because we're liberals 
just because we're disinfo people, it doesn't mean that we're immune from a little infighting in our own backyard. And it would be sort of hypocritical of us not to talk about our own little dust up that's happening this week. Uh, even though it goes contrary to my selling out goals, because uh, <laughs> sub listeners might be on team J Stew and they might be bummed out that we have to talk about Jim Stewartson getting yeah. banned from Twitter and the hornet's nest of bullshit that kicked up. Run through this. Cause I missed all this. I did not follow this particular adventure and I've seen you posting about it, but I wasn't able to follow this one. Do you know so, who Jimmy Stew is? Do you, do you know who this guy is? If you've been following him at all? No, I don't know who this guy is at all. Okay, so uh, Jim is a, runs a group. He he runs a group called the Thinking Project, which is a riff off the Lincoln Project. Because when I want to gotcha. associate myself with a brand, it's a brand of grifting Republicans who are pandering to Democrats to make a buck. But uh, Jay Stew's whole thing is uh, tr- trying to come up with this massive enterprise that's going to bring down QAnon and save people. And the back end of that, the whole saving people thing sounds awesome, but actually coming up with the apparatus for that kind of operation where you actually get people out of the QAnon cult and reintegrate them back in the normal society. That's something that's a Herculean task. I can't even begin to think about and, but the other, the real problem with what Stuart has been doing is that Stuart is adamant that Russia is behind QAnon, period. End of story. Like, if you don't believe that, if you don't believe that Michael Flynn working on behalf of Vlad Putin and other operatives there um, was, was starting this thing and that Ron and Jim Watkins have been bought off by the Russians and that Russia is behind this stuff. And, oh, yeah, Thomas Schodenberg, he's also a Russian agent working on this stuff. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. If you don't believe their origin story for QAnon, you're basically a disinformation agent and a bad actor and someone who is uh, helping to further QAnon's evil tentacles into the world. Probably his most infamous stunt, at least from my casual uh, observation, being like very lightly on the outskirts of all of this horseshit, was coming at Mike Rothschild mad hard. (laughs) He was a Russian operative, and then he had several Russian like burner email accounts and all this shit. The guy who wrote the book on QAnon... Yeah, or well, one yeah. of the books. Right. Oh yeah, he wrote he, he wrote yeah, he wrote this very important book. He's been a debunker the whole time. Hashtag Team Rothschild, both Mike and the the people that signed up saying our paychecks. But that he's he was claiming that Mike was in bed with the QAnon promoters and that he was like controlled opposition and that he quote unquote had the emails to prove this. And Mike was like, please show him, do it, release him. Like expose me for the fraud that I am. And, and Jim never did that. And of course he didn't because he doesn't have email. So that's not a real thing. It doesn't exist. And my biggest run in with that group was one of his acolytes. um, When vice did that incredibly shitty three part documentary on QAnon, 
where they were just like, we don't know who Q is, but we're going to try to figure it out. And they were like interviewing Dustin Nemos and just giving all these shitheads a platform to spout their bullshit. Uh, I like just said that that documentary sucked and that they were platforming uh, Robert uh, Steele, who is awful and you shouldn't do that. And no one should care about that guy anyways. And this guy who uh, recently posted an article on Medium that when you clicked on it said, and I quote, 63 minute read. He was just like, would you like a book on like Substack or Medium or whatever this is? Here you go. Have a book. Enjoy reading that. And that guy is just obsessed with Russia being behind this all and all these things. And when I made my comments about that Vice documentary, he came at me and was like, look, man, I've told you only to do one thing. And that's not like dismiss Robert Steele and these other people who are obviously like behind and Schodenberg. You have to admit that they're serious and a part of QAnon. And I'm like, no, I don't have to admit that. I don't have to do what you tell me to do. My timeline is my timeline. I can say whatever I want on it. And this guy's like, no, man, you're hurting the movement by doing this. You need to stop doing it now. And I'm like, okay, block button, click, boom, bye. Not talking to you anymore. Because I'm allowed to say that Thomas Schodenberg is an idiot who loves attention. And getting into Cicada 3301 is nonsense and distracts from the whole QAnon thing. And figuring out who started QAnon is meaningless anyways. That genie left the bottle a long time ago. I don't care who trapped the genie in the bottle. I don't care who made the bottle. It's all bullshit. Fuck it. Let's talk about the damage it's doing to society because that's massive. So this guy is like the quintessential blue anon, blue pilled, like. Well, my so my big my biggest problem with him, right? Uh, like, because I I didn't check out a lot of his content. I certainly didn't follow him on Twitter, and the main reason I didn't follow him on Twitter is because he carries himself like his online persona is like this hard disinfo motherfucker. Like, oh yeah, like I'm I'm the alpha male Chad of disinfo or whatever. And every single thing I read by the guy like based exclusively on the way he chose to present himself on the internet made him seem like a fascist wearing a disinfo costume. Like he just, he just talked and carried himself exactly the way all these like hard fucking right wingers cut yet yeah, fucking roll call. Yeah. Down with, you know, down with fucking Biden, you know, hang him high or whatever. But he, he would just like take Sharpie pen, cross out Biden, Right, Republicans name good, cool, and then like ah, okay, the script is now perfect. I have changed a couple of key phrases, and it's just like, well, you still have all of the energy of a douchebag, so I don't want to be on the same team as you for that reason. Like, I I do like like I don't want people to just be like, oh yeah, Hellworld L, he's on that show, Adventures in Hellworld, which is a strong disinfo podcast in the vein of Jim Stewart's end. It's just like, no, I don't want to be associated with that guy because he seems sort of like a piece of shit. Now, he might have good points, like he might be doing good work, but you could write trans women are women on your hand and punch me in the face with it. And I would just be like, oh, what an incredible message, but I could really do without the punch. Like, just just tell me the message without the shitty part of it, please. You is know what I mean? A, is he a broken clock situation? Like, See, I'm or... not sure how often he's right because I don't want to receive his information because the way he presents it is in this fucking Chadley douchebag manner. So when I heard that he got suspended from Twitter, my initial reaction was not just like, um, it's a miscarriage of justice, but rather 
yeah, it was only a matter of time. The way that guy carries himself, like, was definitely going to get him deplatformed at some point. And so, then he got deplatformed for a okay. crack about uh, saying that who was it? Was it Joe, Joe Rogan is Michael Flynn's gimp or something like yeah, that? That was it. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I did yeah, see said, that. He said that Joe Rogan was Michael Flynn's gimp. And he got deplatformed for that because it, it you know, vi- like according to Troy, it violated their TOS against hate speech against like marginalized groups or whatever. And then he came back and he was just like, "That's not how I meant it. I, I meant I meant gimp is in like a st- a stupid or foolish person." And it was just like, "Dog, Mike Rothschild's got your receipts if you follow him on Twitter, which I do. I think uh, he has the evidence of you literally posting previously." Like where you you were just like clarification, but like Flynn and Rogan are in like a like a submissive gay sex relationship or whatever. Picture of guy in leather fetish gear. It was just like like if anybody bothered to have receipts on the guy, which Mike Rothschild for obvious reasons did, then it turns out uh, it's pretty obvious that you meant what you clearly meant. You were just like, oh yeah, like. And for for the almighty algorithm, please take note, this is me doing an impersonation of this bad person and not a personal opinion of mine. But it was obviously he was just like, oh, yeah, Joe Rogan likes to take it up the bum from Michael Flynn in a gay sex way. And then you can't get mad when Twitter's just like, yeah, man, using that as an insult is a violation of our terms of service. Because it is. It transparently is. (laughs) Now, I do think Joe Rogan gives disinformation from a number of sources and seems to believe literally anything anyone tells him. So there sure. you go. Uh, there, there, there are tons and tons of ways like to express the fact that you think that Joe Rogan is subservient to Michael Flynn without taking it to a gay sex place. Like it, it is 2021. When you pull a move like that, it's really obvious. Like you, you can't like throw a smoke bomb and make everybody magically think that you met, you were just like, oh, he just means that Joe Rogan is stupid. Well, then why not just say, yo, Joe Rogan is stupid, or yo, Joe Rogan is subservient to Michael Flynn. No, you like, like went it went ahead and just needed to massage that a little way to just be like, I need to give this more of my signature J Stu energy. And how do I do that? Oh, right. I'm going to say that they're gay sex partners. Like, like, like that's a better, bad thing. Better, better way to do this. Joe Rogan is Michael Flynn's Renfield. Like, that's a literary reference. And you can show that he is his evil little minion. And that's like way better. And there's so many better ways to do this. So don't violate Twitter's uh, TOS. Yeah. yeah. So I'm not, I'm not saying Jimmy Stewart here isn't, uh, isn't right like about stuff i'm not saying that he's not fighting the disinfo like you know wars nor am i saying that he is i can't stress this enough i did not follow the guy because he seemed like a piece of shit to me one man's opinion did not like the man did not keep up with him uh but there is a chance that he's got like you know there is a chance that he's got the shape of the maze but he's just very bad at walking through it in the sense that he wants to drive through it rolling coal on a motorcycle that's noisy enough to wake up all the neighbors because he's just a douchebag and i i didn't need that sort of energy in my life so i thought it was hilarious watching everybody fall into two camps of being like i i know who that guy is fuck that guy and i know who that guy is this is a miscarriage of judgment get kathy griffin to tweet hashtag free jim stewartson it's just like holy shit yeah, that was uh, seeing Kathy Griffin uh, randomly weigh in on this. Because uh, Kathy Griffin randomly in the weeds on QAnon, she made a reference to Utah 
like this, like this within the last week or two. And I think uh, Dapper Gander like jumped in with a reply to her, and he got a follow from Kathy Griffin. So like, Kathy, so like Kathy Griffin's like dipping her toe into the debunker world, and unfortunately, she found Stewartson before she found like the people that don't uh, like get mad at you when you don't believe in their uh, your version of the origin story. Like one of the last times I interacted with him. I just made a comment about how I don't think Russia is behind QAnon. And he replied to me and said that this tweet will age poorly because he was just so. Oh, I saw. Yeah, I saw you post that. Okay. Yeah. Like he was just like so adamant about that. Like he just he he one day like one day he will be vindicated and QAnon will be exposed as a Russian plot. Period. Point. Yeah. Point. yeah. So yeah. Why, why couldn't she have found us first? Like I don't have I don't have any beef with Kathy Griffin. She's a redheaded comedian who at age sixty was flashing her tits at Miami Beach or whatever to celebrate her sixtieth birthday on her Twitter feed or whatever. That's the sort of energy I'm here for. Kathy yeah, we Griffin. would gladly have her on the show. Yeah, I would have her on. I would have her on the show. I would like to have a cup of coffee with her, pick her brain about the industry. Like you know, I got no beef with Kathy Griffin because I don't know a ton about her. But what I do know is that she decided to tweet the free Jim Stewarters, the Stewartson thing, and it's just like, do you really need to get into it? And like, how about how about you just retweet Mister Rothschild, or you know, how about you retweet and follow Twenty Twenty One Karma or us? Or, yeah. you know, just, just people like, or maybe not even me. Maybe people think that the energy I bring to the, the quote unquote movement, which is a term that I am not affixing to myself. I am not part of a mute movement. I am a dude who makes a podcast. Like, mm. you know, I, I hope that the podcast is helpful for some people, but a part of a movement, I am not. We, uh, we are two guys that support a guy who is strong <laughs> in the movement and we're here. To, to help his ideas go forward. I, 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 I am the hull to their two barns for those people who are in the ancient magic community in the Massachusetts area back in the day. But yes. But yeah, uh, but what I'm getting at is, is just like, if, if people don't like like the energy I bring to with my all of my cracks about selling out and why it means I can't talk about like being thankful that people are dead that happen to be shitty and dying of COVID that they're like out there spreading disinfo about, I totally get it. I'm not for everybody. That's fine. Like, but, you know, I just wish that if if somebody with a platform the size of Kathy Griffiths was going to, like, be throwing their hat into the ring, endorsing somebody in the disinfo movement, like, why Jim? Like, come on. They're like, oh, there's God. so many more benign people with, like, like bigger platforms than him that, like, you could be throwing your support behind. Uh, yeah. Tr- like, I mean, if you're going to do, like, the people that are not on TV all the time, then Travis Viewer, Mike Rothschild. If you are going to do people that get on TV, Ben Collins and Will Sommer. I mean, like, th- those are the blue check marks at uh, Mark Andre Argentino. Like, those are the people that are, like, doing the hard work that have blue check marks and, you might be able to see and know about. So it's really amazing that uh, Jim Stewartson gets banned uh, from Twitter and Kathy Griffin finds him somehow. And it's like, no, Kathy, no. Also on a personal note, (laughs) Kathy, if you're listening to this, when I saw the headline that said Kathy Griffin topless at 60, I smashed it. I could not wait to click that link. I needed to see (laughs) what that was about. You make of it what you will, but I clicked yeah. on that immediately. Will this clip age poorly? Don't no. know. 
It'll age as good as my tweet did about that was about QAnon bot being based out of Russia. So yeah, yeah, no, I absolutely don't believe that for a second. I believe Russia loves it, loves it when America is like stumbling, like tying its own shoelaces together. Oh yeah, like one to another. Just man. Also, there's no way that this clip ages poorly because you know who ages in. You know who else isn't aging poorly? Kathy Griffin. She looks great. She looks great. She looks great for her age. She's keeping it tight. It's fine. She looks better. She looks better at sixty than I ever have. Can you imagine? <laughs> yes. Okay. Kathy, so to reach summarize, out to our people get on this podcast. We'll 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 show you the world. We can show you the world of disinfo. Yeah. <laughs> summarize: Kathy Griffin, great. Jay Stu, a big piece of shit. Just a just huge piece of shit. Well, uh, look, there, there are some people that might love him that might also support our Patreon. So I'm not going to take such a hardline stance against him. I'm going to say that I wish he carried himself better on Twitter. So that way I can get to his nuggets of like truth that he's trying to get to. And also on a personal note, based on like, you know, the, the, the doing the podcast for a year and other investigations into QAnon stuff, I'm pretty sure it's not a Russian psyop because like in, in a lot of the ways, it really just seems to be damaging the conservative brand. So like that it, it's, it's sort of like, it's sort of like all the conspiracy theories about the, about the COVID-19 being a bioweapon where it was just like, yeah, China made this bioweapon and then decided to test it by dropping it on their own people first. They, they were just like, sick, it works. Millions of Chinese dead or whatever. So good. Now yeah, deployed it- in America. It's a Russian psyop. If Russian psyops love Ray Ayanami, yeah, it's a Russian psyop because Russians clearly love. They're just like we need to. We need to give the Democrats some juice. Let's go ahead and make a like a fascist splinter like faction of uh, Republicans and have them start fucking brawling with each other. Yeah, just ahead of the twenty twenty two elections, bleeding votes. If I end up being wrong about that, I will eat all the crow on the planet. Like I will, sh- I, I, I will, I will happily follow Jim on Twitter if he gets reinstated and post an image uh, of me eating a crow. Yeah, but- we will, we will eat. We'll, we will come, wag you hat in hand, and then eat it. Is e- eating your hat like is that a saying? I am gonna. Ha- I yes. mean, I get what you were going for, but the way the the way you aligned the words for that sentence. The word "come" and the word "wagyu hat" were just like way too close together, and it made me uncomfortable. Uh, that's yeah. why. That's what we're all here for. Over the course of two sentences, you, you painted a very evocative picture of mm-hmm. uh, our, our boy Ronnie Watts. Uh, you mentioned the statue. You said "come," and then you said "wagyu hat," and I disassociated. I think like my I said my spirit has left my body. No, no, we're coming, coming, coming hard. I'm going to repeat it three times. Comedy <laughs> yeah. comes in threes. Now I said it four times. It's not funny anymore. We're going to bring our Wagyu hat in hand and then eat it uh, uh, when this is clearly DOS, DOS spy op. But that the hat is really tall and it might not make it through your front door. So we will be coming through your back door straight through it. Yeah, uh, but and Jay Stu's already back on Twitter. Just in case you're oh, worried. Yeah. In, in oh my god, you got freed, K- Kathy Griffin. You did it. Yes, <laughs> saved him. Yeah, Kathy's got pull in this joint. She's yeah. J- and, uh, Jay- and I bet he's learned a lesson. It is probably posting diplomatically now. It's great. He's he's oh. also on sellout and all. Oh, oh, yeah. Uh, oh, Jim, uh, Jim. His like immediate post was uh, that. Um, 
all of you people who are like tre- uh, like uh, were trampling on my graveyard, you're all gonna be uh, you're all gonna be uh, like the, the, the payback's coming. Like this is gonna you're gonna find out that I'm not uh, I'm not one to be messed with. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, you oh. <laughs> I got banned for Twitter. Then Jack Dorsey stepped down. Coincidence? I think not. Hashtag blue it on. Like okay, oh. cool. Good good stuff. Jason was back on Twitter and immediately he's just like, you guys need to remember how fucking hard I am. Look at these abs. I'm like a Chinese soldier. Oh, yeah. While I was banned from Twitter, I was studying the blade. Yeah. Uh, And and, and I I have to issue a Adventures in Hellworld correction on this this thing because I'm going through uh, uh, Jason's timeline right now. And uh, Joe Rogan was Steve Bannon's gimp. He was not Michael Flynn's gimp. Oh, sorry. It's hard for it's hard it's hard for me to keep all like I mean he calls so many people like stupid dim witted people it's just like who who can keep it up yeah uh, Jim Stewart's an anti- like Steve, Steve Bannon and Joe, Joe Rogan is a stupid weak person to Jim Bannon Steve Bannon yeah okay that's 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 what that was supposed to be anyways yeah. I, I I feel I feel like we've sort of belabored this point a little bit uh, good for Jim for getting back on Twitter I mean you know if he's on the right side I hope he continues to do good work I just think that he should try to put that in a package that's a little more palatable for people like yeah. when Mike Raids was doing Q and on podcasting at some point he was just like you know I could use one or more host to sort of soften these blows because the 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 water that we have to navigate is choppy and uh and and thus the adventures of hell world came about you know maybe maybe jay stew shouldn't be up in there trying to chop back at the water he's like he's standing on a rocky boat in choppy seas like karate like fighting the water like (laughs) yeah i'm chopping it i'm just as cool as you water okay anyway (laughs) all right All right, kids, get your calculators ready. It's time to talk about negative 48. Uh, Yeah, so our boy negative 48, they're they're still now aggressively searching for a compound, which is terrifying, uh, as always. But the big uh, thing that happened this week was um, there was a lot of talk in the negative 48 channels that many people had lost their sense of taste and smell. And oh, what 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 could that mean? Yeah, and it's a, it's a, it's a it's a byproduct of the spiritual energy that floods an area before it coalesces into a JFK Junior. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought yeah. I thought it was just a Texas thing. Yeah, yeah. You, you you get so much of that Texas barbecue in your nostrils, and no, you can no longer smell anything else. It's just yeah, a whole te- world. Te- Texans notoriously can't smell or taste, which is why they're convinced they have the best barbecue in the country. Boom! Fucking <laughs> roasted. You're wrong. <laughs> You Texans are wrong. <laughs> I, I have had all four Cardinal barbecues, and you are wrong. <laughs> Zucruel here to tell you that you're wrong. <laughs> After we're done recording, I'm going to go get some Kansas City barbecue. And you know what? It will always be better than Texas barbecue. Suck it. Yeah. Suck it. So uh, they had a post about this, and then uh, someone from uh, a channel called Remedies and Cures explained that the graphene oxide in the uh, the COVID vaccine, which I'm sure all these people took, so you could totally explain that, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. graphene oxide it get, gets into your body and it gums up your ability to smell and taste. And that's the problem. And Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Shut up. No, no. Is, is, is it possible that anyone who took the COVID vaccine might have had their smell or taste impacted because... 
the vaccine does in fact contain some of COVID-19. <laughs> Uh no, because <laughs> no, that, that 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 is just straight impossible. It definitely has to be the graphite, the graphite oxide or whatever. Yeah, definitely. And, could and the not other be... thing isn't how it works either. Yeah, because these, these are RNA vaccines. These aren't the, the dormant vaccines that like uh, I think like oh, is it? I genuinely didn't know. Like the, the, this is just me getting, getting caught out here. Like I, I had no idea. I don't know how and what like what the difference between the vaccines are. I just go to the doctor and tell them to put it in. Yeah, just, like put it in my arm, and I'm just like, you give me vaccine. Yeah, like, uh, there are some vaccines in the world that are the actual, like, you get a small dose of COVID-19. Uh, the vaccines that are in America are basically uh, this thing tells your immune system, hey, be on the lookout for this shit. And when you find it, fuck it up. And so it's this, it's this entirely new version of vaccines, which was promising, but no one would ever fund it because there was never any urgency to do so. And then mm. COVID happened and people were like, oh, shit, this RNA stuff, this RMNA stuff. Uh, yeah, let's, let's, let's get a crack on that. Well, I'm, so, I'm, I'm glad that I'm glad that you you opened the door a crack by revealing that it's new tech to allow me to feel less foolish about about that joke. But genuinely, I didn't know, like I, I had heard people banding about the term RNA and all that stuff. And I have friends that are like like tangentially related to the field that I could have asked. But honestly, it just didn't really I didn't really give a shit either way. I just wanted right. whatever vaccine they were going to put in me. Yes, I was like, yeah. I, would, I would like to associate with my friends again. So when you have a vaccine to give me, I will be there. Yep. Uh, yeah, it, it's it's the new one, and that's why dum dums are part of why dum dums are scared of it. And they listen to Joe Rogan. I hear he, you know, associates with some not great people, uh, and maybe you shouldn't listen to him. You definitely should not listen to Joe Rogan. Uh, yeah. But you know what do I know? He just made a hundred million dollars from Spotify. Yeah. So. Uh... They offer many solutions for how to get your sense of smell back. The first one is smell training, where you get uh, four different fragrances out of your smell training kit, and then you take uh, 20 seconds to a few minutes every day smelling those different smells, and eventually your nose will get back into the game. You can also drink apple cider, castor oil. Um, drop. You want to drop some uh, castor cider oil into your nostrils twice a day. Uh, cayenne pepper. I'm sure that would be uh, very interesting. Are we are we putting the cayenne pepper in our nose? Is that what we're doing to train our our nose to work again? Uh, you you want you just want to put the cayenne pepper in all your dishes to cook to help stimulate your salivary glands in your mouth and add add one teaspoon <laughs> spicy food. Yep. Uh, it also you can if you don't like that. Not too spicy because remember these people are still Caucasian. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you don't like pepper, that, the spiciest, the spiciest <laughs> flake known to man. <laughs> then you want to try cinnamon, garlic, or ginger, and you should just chew small slices of fresh raw ginger at regular intervals to improve your sense of taste and smell. So they've got it. They've got it solved. They've got a way to figure out how to get your uh, your senses back, and it's not by not contracting COVID or uh, or just uh, hopefully. You're having your bout of COVID pass after a couple of weeks without killing you because you sought medical treatment. Oh, wait, no, these people were told that hospitals are death camps or by getting vaccinated. Oh, wait, these people think vaccines are death. So mm-hmm. this is, this is, I mean, all of the stuff that's happening with negative 48 is like super dangerous. And the fact that you're adding in COVID now, and let's not forget that there are still children in this group. Uh, all of this is just. <sighs> It, this is, and I will say I will say this every week for the next like century that 
the fact that like mainstream, quote unquote, mainstream QAnon and these people will never take responsibility for what negative 48 is doing is like so enraging. It's just like you monsters, you are responsible. You fucking did this. You like set up the whole stage and the framework for a cult leader to emerge to grab a cult. And now someone's done it. So like this blood is on your hands, you pricks. And dear listeners, I can tell you that Mike is very serious because while delivering that screed, his arms were flailing like Kermit the Frog. He was very passionate about that. (laughs) There there he goes. Now now he's doing it even. He's he's dancing even more. They're watching. Oh, Uh, man. Because, because, uh, yeah. And I mean, you know, like I agree that the negative 48 stuff is not ideal. Now, I wish that there were no children involved. Because I'd really like to just wash my hands of those people. Because it's just like, yeah, if they get a compound and do whatever they're going to do in a compound, which is always the same thing, like, that's dangerous. But if everyone there is consenting to it, like, you know, whatever. Go go, go form your compound. You amass your weapon stockpile and then eventually just check out. And that's that's that. It, it's it's your right as a person to, to do those things. Congratulations. But, like, yeah, the kids are unfortunate. Let's, let's send in... Let's send in SEAL Team 28 or whatever, whatever SEAL Team we're on now, to get those kids out of there. And just let the... And <laughs> just let the they're not like save files. They sure don't they are. just keep naming them one wire. I mean, of, co- of course that's how they do it. How else would they do it? <laughs> uh, I, I, be- I believe SEAL Team 6 is actually a lie, and they were only on like SEAL Team 3 when they made SEAL Team 6, but they wanted to confuse the Russians and their other enemies as to how many SEAL teams there actually were. Oh, so, so, so it's sort of like a reverse like Final Fantasy 3 slash 6 situation or whatever, like, you know, where, where it's like Final Fantasy 6 in Japan, but then it comes out over here as Final Fantasy 4 or what have you. You fucking hippies. I get it. <laughs> So uh, that all of this stuff with him is just so like just oh, man, it's like having a real cult. Actually, having done it, it took them four odd years to do it, but they finally made a real cult in the real world. And negative uh, forty eight has uh, like the, uh, he, I believe he has domestic violence charges against him. He has a lien against like he has like these like finance charges. Um, so he's he's a cult leader, is what you're saying? Oh yeah. Absolutely, absolutely, he's a cult leader, and the the movement that they recently started posting things about how they need to experience like the physical death in order to like transcend this world and to get to the real truth. So they're getting to that kind of dark place. Yeah, it's time. I mean, mm. not for the kids; they can't get into that sort of thing. That would be murder. But for the adults, yeah, let's do that. Yeah, I haven't listened to it yet. Apparently, oh God, my pills are wearing off. Q-, Q Anonymous did a deep dive into Negative Forty Eight and like the cult that he's building just recently. And if you want to know more about cults, uh, last podcast on the left does a deep, deep dive into Jim Jones and uh, Jonestown. So, God, I, I, I do not fuck with that recommendation because they put themselves behind the Spotify paywall and fuck them. Oh no, they're they're free. Last pod on the left. Yeah, they're free and they're oh, coming... they're just exclusive on Spotify. Yeah, and they're coming back to General Pop uh, oh, nice. here in well, two that, months. That's, that that is actually exciting because uh, I'm not going to download Spotify to listen to one podcast. It's just not going to happen, and yeah. therefore I haven't listened to them for over a year because they made that money. And I'm not saying they were wrong to do it. Good for them. I expect that when we sell out, there are people that will also say "fuck you" to us, and that is fine. I will have money. Yeah, we. 
And we do want to sell out. We'd love to do this full time. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. We can't wait to do this full time, except for the fact that the niche we've tried to carve out for ourselves is QAnon related. And that means that if we ever do get to do this full time, it means that our job will be to monitor QAnon. Can you imagine how terrible <laughs> that would be? So I have a story about that. My my partner and her guest who's been uh, staying with us the last couple of days, they're just like, you seem really bummed out. And I was like, well, tomorrow's recording day. So I've been in Q world, like trying to gather information and like get caught up. And it's just and then like so in real time on Twitter, I was seeing all the reports of the school shooting come in and like I watched the TikTok from the one of the kids in the school you know, the shooting. One, the, the one inside the classroom when the shooter tries to convince them that he's a sheriff or whatever to but get possibly the, the shooter. But I, I'm here to tell you, uh, they all were just like one <laughs> when when the person at the door says, bro, just come to the door. And all the kids in the classroom are just like one of them literally goes, that's a big red flag. And they just go diving out the window. And I'm like, that is harrowing, harrowing yeah, shit. I- yeah, I want every one of these Second Amendment motherfuckers to say, I want them to be like, hey, picture your kid in that classroom making that decision and tell me how important the goddamn Second Amendment is. Just and do that for me. A bunch of And, people and then the- they will tell you that the rational solution is to arm our children. Oh, oh yeah. Good guy. Good guy with a gun. Always a good guy with a gun. I, 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 want, I, want that guy, I want that guy who said that's a red flag to be able to follow that up with producing his firearm and shooting blindly through the door <laughs> like Oscar Pistorius. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then I found out that schools have like all clear code words now and just like shit in operating procedures that I had in the army, high schools have now. And like I don't want to live on this planet anymore. <laughs> yeah, when, when, when I was a kid, uh, time to do a little old Abe Simpson, Abe Simpson here. When I was a kid, we had like fire drills and tornado drills when I lived in places where tornadoes would happen. But mm-hmm. now they have like active shooter drills and like this but secret code word is like pumpernickel. And you're just like, yo, this is fucking crazy. How about we just make it less easy for people to get guns? No. Still, still not on the menu, huh? Okay, yeah. cool. No, and they're designing <laughs> high schools with at, with long curving hallways, so there's no clear sight lines. And it's just like, what? What are we doing? What are we doing? Sorry that that like I saw that yesterday, and it, yeah the the deep dive into Q World kind of I, I have a bunch of respect for you uh, all day debunkers, and it, it bums me out on the regular. Yeah, I don't know how you guys do it. I, I'm I'm like barely affiliated with this shit at all, and uh, I like I'm still just like man, like simultaneously want to make content that people enjoy for a living, and also mm. don't don't really want to have to deal with QAnon that much. But I, I, I will swallow <laughs> that pill if I have to because it will eliminate a lot of commuting, which is like a, another thing that I don't want to engage with very often for my my nine to five, and I still have to. So I feel I feel like I could get used to anything. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god! Uh, uh, I the um, Ma- Madison uh, Cawthorn, the uh, the Republican Nazi guy. Uh, he was just he posted something to the effect of, "Well, the only thing that's keeping America from being Australia is the Second Amendment." And I really want one of these pricks to have to spell out what that means because I want one of these pricks to actually have to say that, like, one day when Biden orders a lockdown, we. We'll grab our guns 
and start killing cops and National Guardsmen in order to like prevent that that lockdown order from being enacted. I just want them to have to admit that because they say it, and then everyone's just sort of like, "Oh, you're a crazy person. You think guns solve everything." I'm like, no. Actually, make him spell it out. Ask him the question: How will the Second Amendment make us different than Australia? How will it save us? And they'll never answer that question because they don't want to admit they're like, "Oh." I, a Republican, want to say that there is a time and a place in America where you should be allowed to start shooting cops and troops. Like, you should just be able to do that. If there's a certain law that you don't like that comes down the pike and you're an armed citizen, well, guess what? The laws no longer apply to you. And if someone tries to enforce them upon you, kill them. Because that's Sick. what... You- I've always been infuriated that I can't marry my cousin. Lock and load. <laughs> right, exactly. That's the, that's the three percenters. Their, I mean, their whole thing when when tyranny becomes law, rebellion becomes duty. Yeah, yeah. that's what they want. They just want yeah, to be fuck able- around and find out they're three percent. Yeah, the the, the you you three percenters will be one hundred percent dead, uh, <laughs> guaranteed or incarcerated. I guess. I guess. Yeah. Oh, or incarcerated. I guess it depends on the color of your skin. Uh, yeah. Anyway, give me that sweet mailbag bump. I can do that for you, sir. Our listeners got questions. We got answers. It's time for Q and A. So uh, uh, Kaiju uh, asks, uh, I know you don't expect violence out of Dallas, but where do you think Q violence might come from and why will it have a Francophilic accent? Um, I think it's it's hard to say. Sorry. My my first guess will be Las Vegas at one of these conferences. uh, I, I, I would go with Arizona because that's kind of like the hotbed of the decertification movement. And like, and uh, I, there are still people like, uh, ta- like saying Bronkovic's going to indict somebody like the, the, like the cyber cyber ninjas wasn't just a scam. It, w- it was a good thing for a real reason. And we're going to get a payoff, right guys. Right. And when we're in July of 2022 and no one's talking about it and that guy's just running for Senate in Arizona and, and pretending like he was in, in pretending like he might indict someone to try to calm the rubes down a little bit. Uh, someone might get a little punchy there. Cause, cause keep, Arizona- your, keep your eyes on Canada. Canada looks like it's getting spicy. Oh, oh yeah. The queen of Canada ordering Americans across the border and kill uh, doctors. That was great. And yeah, we'll, we'll get to that whenever that gets a little more out of hand, but yeah, there's, there, there are people. There are people spoiling for a fight. I mean, that's that is the inevitable part of QAnon is that the whole movement is based on a payoff they're never going to get. So sooner or later, someone's going to decide that they're going to get the payoff come hell or high water, and that, that's what makes it really dangerous. So uh, you know what? I'm just I'm just going to go. I'm going to go for the the, the long odds. Uh, long odds guess. Rhode Island. It's tiny. <laughs> it's surrounded by liberalism. But I think that's where it's going to happen. Cohog, uh, Cohog, Rhode Island, where Family Guy is uh, set, is going to be the the where where it really pops off. Believe it. Okay, sounds right. Don't, don't even know if it's a real city, but we're going to make it one, and we're going to give it to the Q people and see how yeah. long it takes for them to just start blasting. It's going to be incredible. Yep. Yeah. 
Cladora uh, uh, Silvestri uh, asks, uh, with negative 48 being called Michael, does that mean that Nega Mike is an evil clone of Mike Reigns, who they spelled my pen name wrong, but uh, that, that's my life? Or is he an evil duplicate from a universe where everyone has a goatee? Uh, well, if he had a goatee, it would be much smaller than my facial hair because I have the Mountain Man, Hillsman tribe uh, beard working. A great big bushy beard! <laughs> that, yeah, that's me. I'm, I'm Gimli slash Robert Baratheon. Uh, that's that's the dream for me right there. Uh, wow, I would, strong to compare yourself to the unit that is Jonathan Reese davies <laughs> Absolute man that guy is. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Did you know that he played the Kingpin in uh, uh, Trial of the Incredible Hulk, the made-for-TV movie uh, where Hulk crosses over with Daredevil? Uh, no, I did not. Uh, he did I, not I, shave his head for the role. <laughs> I love that. Oh, I love stuff like that. I like the Joker not shaving off his mustache in the original Batman. They just had to cake the, the face paint on. Like, yes, yeah, Cesar Romero. What a, yeah. what a legend. A, a, another absolute unit. Yes. <laughs> So uh, I hope to not be associated with him in every way, shape, or form. But if he's an evil clone of me, then, uh, man, it sucks to know that my evil clone is generating far more evil than I'm generating good in this world. So I need to up my game. In a surprising twist, he's uh, he's just a clone of Jim Stewart's. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awful. Uh, Zing! Yeah. Oh no. Uh, uh Dana asks, uh is it apparent is, is the apparent splintering of Q into Flynn versus Lynn factions better for our world or just a different kind of ho- uh horrible? Thank you all for the pod. A highlight of my week, exclamation point. So uh thank you for the compliment, uh Dana. And uh I'm gonna go with different kind of horrible. I don't think that this actually solves anything, but I think the the thing that's like really like bad about this is the more of the QAnon fractures and the different smaller groups, the more likely those groups are to radicalize. Because I mean, negative forty eight only has like a hundred or so people in his group, but that's a group that's trying to form a real cult in a real physical location. So, and I've heard people say that. I've heard like QAnon promoters being like, the QAnon movement has millions of people and negative 48 has a couple hundred people in Dallas. So it's obvious they're a a psyop or disinformation. And it's just like a couple hundred people can do some real fucking damage if they want to, or they can hurt themselves, which is also bad. Yeah. But also, but, but also at the same time, like those couple of hundred people could just have properly integrated into the larger mass of Q which is already doing a bunch of harm. So uh, on this point, I'm going to say that maybe it's my abundance of optimism that I am notorious for having uh, in humanity. But I, 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 I think that it's like, at a macro level, I think it has to be good, right? Like it would be much worse for everyone if all the people in QAnon were in lockstep behind a single ideal, because then they could get some real shit going. Uh, if they're going to continue to spin off into their own little individual, like cults that do dangerous shit, like, I mean, I feel like the culture, like ni- 99% of the time, these cults are only going to be harmful to the people trapped trapped within them versus like if everyone in QAnon was like, you know, if they if they all focused the beam in the same direction, they could burn a hole through just about anything. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's weird. It's weird and scary. Probably yeah. better that they're fracturing, but they It's not great still, either way, but but I would Yeah, I they're still doing I, a lot of damage. I'd rather be yeah. fighting a divided enemy than a united enemy. And I feel and I feel like the, yeah. uh, like a long history of warfare has borne that out. And as we all know, I'm a digital soldier. 
like we, we all know it. I'm on the front lines, baby. I'm just I'm just as influential. You've earned your digital stripes. Yeah, yeah, man. Like I, I I paid my dues. I'm just like I'm just like real actual servicemen and women. You know, yeah. we're the exact same. <laughs> Absolutely, you're uh, you're the man now, dog. Oh, man. when I when I think of sergeant service to the military and L's digital soldier service, same thing. It, it just sticks. In fact, sergeant sergeant's real military service may even pale in comparison to the work I'm doing on the internet. It's yes. very true. <laughs> I didn't have Twitter in Iraq. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. how could you have possibly influenced anyone without Twitter? <laughs> if you don't have a Twitter or a TikTok or an Instagram, how are you influencing anyone? What are you? Yeah. What are you even doing? Exactly. Exactly. Uh, so, uh, Clutch Zero asks, uh, "Do you have any movies or shows you enjoy specifically for being badly made?" Oh wow! Um, like intentionally badly made or unintentionally badly uh, made? I, I guess, see. I don't either. like Sharknados. I don't like stuff that's bad for bad sake see but, but it tells a line though because you you have referenced black dynamite at least once in just today's episode yes and black dynamite is a show that's like you know it's a parody so it is well made at being poorly made because like a lot of the gags are like a visible boom mic or actors like delivering their lines wrong or looking directly down the lens of the camera when they're not supposed to be. And uh, if you're looking for one of those, like I think black, black dynamite executes that style of parody incredibly well, but it's not a, like, it's not a bad movie. It's a movie pretending to be bad. It's like a, like a a funny, uh, like a funny comedy wearing a bad movie suit. Like, I mean, airplane ages fairly well. I don't know that. I'm trying to, yeah, I don't know if Airplane like falls into the category of like bad or intentionally trying to be bad. I think that, that that's just a more like, you know, straight parody movie. Yeah, so I, I think yeah. of movies that I like that are just like unintentionally bad. Like, I don't really like, think there's a lot of I, I think like the room is kind of like the the gold standard for like the terribly made movie that becomes a cult classic because people just like lean into the terribleness of it. And it is it is fairly surreal. I, I'm listening to the audiobook now uh, for the Disaster Artist. I don't recommend the movie Disaster Artist, but the book or the audiobook are pretty fucking crazy. I have not seen The Room, nor do I ever intend on seeing The Room, because I know a lot of the same people that like The Room were the people that tried to convince me that Rocky Horror was a good movie back in the day. And they're just people, like, a lot of the people that seem to like The Room, they just want a cinematic experience that they can share with their friends, where they just get together and are ostensibly watching a movie, but are really just hooting and hollering with each other. Like, that's fine. That's perfectly acceptable. That is, like, I'm well aware of that impulse. I just don't think that claiming that the movie that is part of that is actually good is the way yeah that, that way lies madness both of those movies suck yes um so uh like i guess I, i've always had like a special fondness for cannibal the musical mm. which is uh trey parker and matt stone's like college film and because they were still like wee lads with wee lad college budgets like it's an incredibly low budget affair that has like all all the make like it, and it's not like they could do anything to massage that because they didn't have any sort of juice yet they were still young kids themselves so the the movie i certainly would not call it good but it is like it's certainly very entertaining to me you know it's got it's got some of the stuff that they would become known for later like writing funny music and like sort of like just sort of like like sort of fast ish like you know crass humor so you know if you're just looking for like a 
like a trauma style movie that is worth uh worth enjoying uh i could recommend like cannibal the musical is something to maybe check out oh and, and also speaking of trauma style stuff like i do have a, also a special place in my heart for those wildly over-the-top japanese gore movies like tokyo gore police and the machine girl the machine girl yeah so um, uh yeah so yeah uh, yeah no it's hard to say like i, I it, named, named a lot of them yeah, I don't like. I, I've never had. I've never had that bad, good kind of reaction to anything in that way. I've uh, people are like, "Oh, this is so bad, it's funny," and then I just watch it and it's just cringe to me. I'm just like, "Oh, I can't, I can't get over the badness." I, it, it doesn't like clear that bar into funny ever for me. So, that's yeah, not- Mike only has enough love in his heart for so bad it's good in one genre of thing, and he has chosen garbage. The musician for that. So exactly right. Exactly. Zing. Right. Got to get those shots in when I can because Mike knows that I don't actually have that opinion. I think (laughs) 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 it is fun to needle old Mike for his love of garbage. Hey, music's music's much harder to thread with the so bad it's good. I honestly can't think of any music uh, that I would be like, oh, it's so bad it's good. Sister Deborah, Uncle Obama's banana. Mm, See, that's. I don't know. Meme meme music makes it weird. Like, is it? But, I don't think that I don't think that that really qualifies as meme music. We think it's meme music because a Magic the Gathering streamer we used to play it on his stream frequently. But I don't think outside of that that any of the views are like memeish. I no, no one has ever heard of that besides people that watch that Magic stream. Yeah, <laughs> and actual fans of Sister Tepra, I guess. <laughs> her friends call her Darby. <laughs> Uh, all right give us the next question uh reverend xenofax asks best rpg that isn't D or a direct ripoff are we talking tabletop only or i'm assuming so yeah yeah Yeah, i mean based on the way the question is presented i can't imagine he means video game rpgs all all, all of which are much worse than tabletop rpgs anyway so it's irrelevant um i if i had to choose one I mean, the one that I played personally that I had the most fun with, aside from D&D, was uh, Adventure! With an exclamation point. It was a White Wolf system. It was the first part of the Adventure Aberrant Trinity trilogy of game systems. Uh, The other two, I think, suck and are bad. Uh, Adventure, I thought, was nice. And so, like, I had some glaring flaws, like the, the way it handled super science, like, and, and building super science technology wasn't, like, needlessly cumbersome and stupid. Uh, but I just played a great, like, three year long campaign of that game. So, it'll always have a special place in my heart. Um, the White Wolf system is not the best because it requires big fistfuls of dice, which I know that, like, more mo- modern games have sort of started getting away from that, including stuff like Apocalypse World, which, uh, has only the players rolling dice and only ever two at a time. Um, but yeah, I had, I had a ton of fun playing adventure. So like if I had to choose one personally from the heart, it, it would be adventure because it, like the exclamation point is part. Yes. I have a, I have a really soft spot in my heart for werewolf of the apocalypse second edition because uh, a dumb teenage me bought that book on a, uh, almost a lark because it had a cool comic in the front and the back. And then I read the whole thing front to back multiple times. Uh, I love that book and that world. I love the white wolf worlds. I haven't gotten a chance to play them very much. I love the setting of Shadowrun more than almost any other game because I love cyberpunk plus magic. Um, and I don't 
think anyone else has really done uh, done it quite like Shadowrun. There was a take on D20 Modern, but that's a literal, uh, per your question, ripoff of D&D, so I won't include it. And then... Do, 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 do. Trying to think if there's anything. I else mean, in a way, they're all ripping off D and D, but yeah, I, I, I did not feel like pushing up my glasses and being pedantic about that. Yeah, yeah. I was like, are we are we going to talk about Pathfinder? No. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I'll go with like Shadowrun, and then like um, you know, rose tinted glasses. I have a fondness for a lot of the the old White Wolf games. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, as much as I do love Daniel Howland Coyote, uh, I have to say that the game that I have the rose tinted glasses for that I enjoyed playing back in the day was All Flesh Must Be Eaten because mm. that was that was back before zombies got overpopulated and like kind of ruined everything. But like that book was just uh, zombie horror in different styles. Like you could the GM could either have like George Romero Shambler zombies or like uh, Twenty Eight Days Later like fast, quick, nimble, dangerous zombies. And it was it was a it was a fun zombie horror uh, game system, and I think I will probably uh, always have a fast reaction time and situational awareness stuck in my head to my dying day as a thing that like one of my uh, players in the game was obsessed with all their characters having, and it never helped them. Their characters got killed constantly, but boy howdy, was their character never going to get surprised in a situation? Never, not once. Uh, they were still going to die when they were prepared, but they would they would die prepared, and that made them very happy. They 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 were aware of their situation, which was deadly. <laughs> yes. Uh, right, uh, do, uh, I, do we want to do one more question before we wrap it up? We're kind of running o- over length this week because we had so many robust headlines. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I'll I'll do one more question before we get to the question of numerous because this question was something I had to actually like look into. Was uh, Diamond uh, Diamond James, who has a middle name I'm not even going to try, says, uh, "What is game theory, and why is Q always wrong about game theory?" And uh, game theory is just understanding uh, basically what a group of people would do in a situation where the rules were defined for what they, for what they were doing and they were all rational and game theory means like literally everything. It can be, uh, it can be mapped out to like everything. It can be a game of chess. It can be three businesses trying to sell a product. It can be anything, but like that, those are the parameters of what game theory is. It is just like game, game theory is a wish upon a star. And that wish is that, Everybody, perf- like everybody, always executed every aspect of every part of their life perfectly and rationally. The way, like it's, it's you know, it's it's a weird worldview where you're just like, oh, well, of course this person would do this. Why would they do anything else? Completely disregarding the fact that people are fucked up and weird and chaotic, and there's no way to pin them down like that. Because real world ain't like comic books, son. You can't perfectly predict the way people are going to behave based on some fucking like algo or whatever. Like, I really wish you could. It would make a lot of, it would make things so much easier for a lot of people. But yeah, like uh, my answer is that game theory is a wish. Game theory is a wish and a fantasy for people who don't have social mores that wish that they could redefine the entire world in order for them to be better at talking to their fellow man. Yeah, it, it look up the the prisoner's dilemma experiment. Uh, there was a programming experiment where uh, they just programmed a system to either attack 
neutral or defend. And uh, there's a bunch of interesting game theory experiments. But yeah, when you start applying it to people, you turn into a sociopath real quick. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the yeah. prisoner, the prisoner's dilemma. You can look that up uh, if you look for the, the. If you go to like, uh, if you look up the Beautiful Mind, the Nash Equilibrium, that's a movie clip that does a really good job of explaining how game theory works. There's a lot of different. There's it can be it can be spelled out a lot of different ways. What QAnon does to get this wrong is again, as L said, game theory is a wish where everyone's acting rationally and everyone knows the rules and the game is defined. Like a battle between the cabal and the patriots is obviously an undefined world unless you think both sides are playing under God's rules and they all know God's rules, in which case, at the end of the day, the cabal is going to lose, so why are we even wasting our time worrying about any of this shit? Game theory is not um, like dealing with crazy real-world situations that are fluid and dynamic. That's just calculating probabilities and making your best guess about what's going to happen in a situation. It's not the... Because game theory kind of implies that you have perfect information about what's going on that leads you to a rational choice and a, and a, and a good decision. And that's yeah. not... And also, to your point, everybody has to be playing the game. And if they're not... Yeah, it, it's it's all big brain, like nonsense like I, I suggest yeah look up the clip mike the simultaneous mentioned. rise in popularity between poker and board games led a bunch of people that did not have social skills to start really really holding out hope that the the world could be solved by applying the theories of a game to it and it turns out that no that is not that that, that works for board games and it only sort of works for poker like because right. because at the because at the end of the day, even something like poker, like you know, you could just be like, well, the math dictates that this, but like, I got to get all my money in against this person. What could they possibly have? And they're just like eight three off, and you're like, oh, sick, so good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That's like the that's the thing is that people want to believe that they can construct something where it's always going to work out right for you, but the innate chaos of the real world makes it so that no, it's not, and just shouting game theory to try to sound smart. Like it works on a lot of people, bamboozles them. It's like, why is Trump doing what he's doing? Game theory. And it's like game theory doesn't work in that kind of world because there are so many variables and different things that could possibly happen. And what is a right decision today could be a wrong decision tomorrow due to unforeseen events and circumstances happening. So no, get over yourself. Game theory isn't a catch all solution to all the world's problems. So that's how Q and that's how Q and Q not get it wrong. Um, so finally, the question of numerous, what are you looking forward to? Uh, it is Jojo Day. The new season of Jojo is up on Netflix. I'm excited to watch it. This is part six. It takes place in a Florida women's prison, kind of, uh, in that it, it does take place there, but everyone has weird, creepy superpowers that are named after bands. Uh, such as Foo Fighter and Stone Ocean. So uh, I'm excited to dig into that here uh, probably later today. So happy JoJo Day. Uh, I'm excited for in two-ish, well, I guess it's cl- closer to three-ish weeks. So maybe I could have saved it for for one of one of our future pods but what what can I say? I'm just I'm just abundantly enthusiastic about the upcoming uh, movie featuring everyone's favorite superhero the emissary of hell, Supida Man, 
Uh, very much looking forward to Spider-Man No Way Home. Oh, right um, on. As well as just other, you know, it's just like it's just generally been like a good like six. It's going to be a good six weeks to close out uh, the year for uh, television and movies. Uh, Arcane, Spider-Man, uh, The Book of Boba Fett's coming out. Hawkeye's airing right now. I think that's a new episode of that. The Matrix. Uh, yeah, I mean, to a lesser extent, I guess the Matrix. I'm pot committed on that. My partner is deeply excited about the new Matrix. So yeah, I, I, I'm gonna have to watch it too. Next time, next time we talk to them, ask ask them what it's like to have bad taste. Because so so far that movie franchise is batting like what? If you count the Animatrix, it's batting like like twenty three point five percent quality or whatever. Like it's not great. It's like oh, they made one really good movie and then like two good vignettes out of five in an animatrix and then the rest of it has been oh brother whoa this is rough <laughs> I, I will never forget or forgive the animatrix for doing the whole thing where they made this alien the, the robot city of zero one and then the humans got angry and nuked zero one and then the narrator's voice says but the nuclear bombs did not hurt the robots when the entire matrix is based around emps shutting down robots and nuclear bombs generate emps so it's like, no, shut up, narrator voice. You're full of shit. The nukes would have crushed Zero One. The machines lose the war immediately. Yeah, and also ah! uh, they, they didn't tell you that the, all of the robots were coded in the special future super material that allows them to survive when confronted with like 10,000 degree heat or whatever. Just <laughs> yeah. heat, heat enough to immediately fuse all metal into useless nothingness. It's just like, yeah, but they just got over that. They got over that and the electromagnetic pulse and all that shit. And they obviously, and you know, machines clearly just work perfectly when bombarded with large amounts of radiation. So it's fine. Yeah. Um, it was definitely super easy for the people to clean up Fukushima because all of the probes and stuff they send in there worked perfectly because robots were immune to radiation. Uh, okay, cool. <laughs> all right. Uh, reel so, it in. Yeah. Take all right, Mike, Mike, what are you, uh, what are you excited about? Uh, Bill's Patriots. The Patriots have been beating up a bunch of bad teams and a bunch of injured teams. The Titans were really banged up this week, so they were probably going to beat them, and they did. This is, like, the the big test. This is the mano-on-mano battle for the right to own the AFC East and all that other good stuff. So, and it's going to be really fun because, um... Being in a sports book on a Monday night where there's this huge important game, there's gonna be so many people screaming and yelling, and it's gonna be it's just gonna be a trip. It's gonna be an absolute trip to watch that game. So I'm really looking forward to that. Good stuff. Well, yeah. we're we're running a bit long, so it's time for me to uh, flip all of the switches and turn on our doomsday driving machine and ride us right out of hell world. Thank you everybody for listening. I'm gonna try to make our shilling portion quick because you guys have stuck with us for an extra 15 minutes this week. If you like the show, you can support us by telling a friend or giving us a five-star review. If you have money and you'd like to support us, you could do so by visiting patreon.com slash pokerpolitics and giving us some of your precious money. If you support at $5 and above every month, you get access to our entire slate of bonus content, of which there are several series that have wrapped and multiple different series ongoing. Uh, we would like to shout out this week's a uh, couple of beautifuler babies, uh, Kiki and Rachel. Thank you so much for your support. We are still in the middle of our Patreon uh, end of year drive to try to hit the nice number of 69 Patreon subscribers. Uh, I believe we are currently at 63 out of 69. So six more beautifuler babies will unlock a special bonus content episode of uh, Adventures in Hell World cross binge wordy. And we will be talking about 
the new Reno 911 movie, Reno 911, The Hunt for QAnon. Uh, so if you'd like to support us, you can do so in that variety of ways. If you have money and you don't want to give it to us, we understand you can do some good with it by donating it to love146.org. They're an organization whose vision is the end of child trafficking and exploitation. And that is in their own world, in their own words. I always want to say worlds. Uh, as always, I'd like to thank DJ Minimal Effort for providing our intro song. We would like to thank Frosty, who you can find at FrostyVO on Twitter, for providing the content warning uh, bumps and voice of Q when Q needs a voice on our show. If you can't get enough of myself or Sarge, you can go ahead and find more of our content by listening to the Binge Wordy podcast, our podcast about pop media. This uh, this past month, we were doing new release November, and since we are rolling into the holiday season, we are going to be doing our holiday-themed episodes, starting with this week's Santa Claus colon the movie. So you can find us wherever podcasts are provided at uh, Binge Wordy, that's B-I-N-G-E-W-O-R-D-Y, and on Twitter, at Binge Wordy, spelled the same way. And that'll do it for us for another successful episode of the Adventures of Hellworld podcast. I am successful Hellworld L, joined by successful Hellworld Sarge and our resident QAnon expert and knower of all things foolish, the astonishing Mr. Mike Rains. That's right. You're astonishing. You're even better than we are. I'm astonished. Uh, so thank you, everybody, uh, for listening. And as always, good speed, patriots. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag? Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.